This call may be recorded or transcribed.
Good morning. Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Valasita, who's on the line. Good morning, Valasita. Happy Wednesday, Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. My name is Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Um, can you please keep me in the prayers again? I, the pain is really bad this morning in my back, my lower back. Okay. I have you down. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You are healed in the name of Jesus. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Hi, good Sister morning. Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God good bless morning. everyone on the call. Hey, hey. Have a great hey, day. Hey. <laughs> good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. You're welcome. And I heard someone else speaking. Who was that? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salazita. Who's on the line? Good morning, fellow Caesar. This is Jr. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Jr. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning, valuable. It is Moxie. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Moxie. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling to Claire Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling to Claire Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line? Good morning. This is Juanita Valacita. How are you this morning? Doing wonderful. Good morning, Juanita. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valacita. It's persistent. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, persistent. Happy Wednesday to you. Same to you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita, who's on the line.
one and valuable, one and declare victory is restore Rochelle. Happy Wednesday. We made it another day because he is great and greatly to be praised. I love you all. Have a great day. Good morning and happy Wednesday to you too. Good morning. This is Diane. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, this is Yvette. Good morning, Yvette. Yvette, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning, it's Pretty Patrice. Good morning, Valacita. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Pretty. Happy Wednesday to you as well. God bless you. Good morning, V. It's Didi. Blessings. Love you, sir. Love you, too. Good morning, Didi. Good morning, Valacita. Miss B. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Miss B. Good to hear you sound. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute, and we'll begin hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here in Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to call in and join us throughout the month of December. Our monthly theme is Sustained. The declares will focus on God's grace that sustains every part of our lives. Make sure you call in so you can receive your blessing. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have some prayer requests. The first one is for Sonia. Let's pray for healing for our very own Sonia. Uh, Susie is also asking for prayer. She is uh, asking for healing for her back. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Christina Joy. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Christina Joy. 
declaration by Dion, and then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is found in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 13. For I, the Lord your God, hold you hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not, I am the one who helps you. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Christina Joy. Have a blessed day. Hallelujah. Father, right now, we want to thank you. We thank you for the gift that is a new day. As we enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise, we thank you for keeping us as you are our provider, you are our protector, you are our deliverer. So right now we come in alignment with your will for our lives this day, knowing that you know the plans you have for us, plans to prosper us, to provide a future with a hope and expected end. So right now we declare and decree that we know by faith confidence that our prayers have free passage to ascend into the realm of the supernatural and shall not be earthbound. We ask that you would allow the words out of our mouth and the meditation of our heart to be acceptable unto you. To you, Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Right now we decree and declare as we loose rivers of healing and wisdom. Jehovah Rapha, knowing that you are the one that sustains. You are the one that heals. That you said we shall lack nothing as you even sustain us in the wilderness. So we lift up Sonia to you right now. And we lift up Susie to you right now. Mm. Knowing that you said in your word by your servant David, that all we have to do is come and listen. All who honor God and tell what you have done for us. We cry to you for help. We praise you with song. And you listened. Indeed, you heard us. And you did not reject our prayer or keep back your constant love for us. So we call upon you asking for your perfect love to fill them right now from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. Perfect love that casts out all fears that even though they may be enduring a trial right now, whether it be pain or whether it be a disease, we know, God, that you said if we renew our minds with the mind of Christ and if we fill our minds on things that are good, things that deserve praise, things that are true, things that are noble and right, pure, lovely, and honorable, and we think on these things, we shall have a refreshing by your goodness, your loving kindness, and your mercy. We have confidence in knowing that if we ask anything according to your will, hallelujah, you hear us. And we know that because you hear us and whatever we ask, that we already possess what we've asked of you. So right now we thank you that because we ask for their healing, that they already possess it in the name of Jesus. So I thank you that you allow them to dwell right now in the midst of, in your secret place, that you allow them to abide in the shadow of the almighty God. I thank Thank you that you are their reference, that you are their fortress, that you are their God in whom they trust. So 
right now, we thank you in advance for there being a reduction of pain for Susie in her lower back. We thank you right now that she can lay hands on herself, hallelujah, and declare that she is healed and made whole in the mighty name of Jesus, that we claim divine healing for Sonia as well. And we call every blood vessel healed. We call every bone strong and healthy. We speak to their joints and say that they are normal. We bind and resist all diseases in the name of Jesus. And we speak to every system in their body and call it normal. I thank you that their divine health has been claimed by the blood of Jesus and by the stripes he took on the cross. And I thank you right now that you release your healing power and your miracle working in them, that they shall dwell forth in your healing in the name of Jesus. Mm. We lift up the nation to you this day. And we ask that you would continue to allow the president of the United States to be surrounded by those who walk in your wisdom. That instead of listening to people that are part of the wicked, he would instead listen to people who are part of the ecclesia. That you would allow him to be guided and directed according to your will, that you would convict the mind and hearts of all of those in leadership, not just the president, but every local, regional, and state agency, every member of the government, all police units and military forces. I thank you that they shall declare that you, Elyon, are the most high God, and we loose your mighty warring and guarding angels to expose and destroy any potential dangers being planned against America this day, whether it be international or domestic because we dwell in this nation. I thank you that you continue to bless and strengthen the United States. I thank you that you will always be our refuge and stronghold in times of trouble. And we pray that you this day do not take your hand across America, that all of those with the jurisdictional authority, whether it be our neighborhoods, our towns, whether it be the state or the nation, that we will call upon you. For you said, and Second Chronicles 7, 13 through 16, that if I shut up heaven and there be no rain, if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence amongst my people, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. And now mine eyes shall be open and my ears attentive to this prayer that is named in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctify this house, that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart shall be perpetually there. So as we call upon you, as we come boldly and humbly before your throne of grace in our time of need, we ask forgiveness of all sins, known or unknown, so this prayer be not hindered, that you would have mercy upon us, O oh God, according to your loving kindness and according to the multitude of your tender mercies, for we know it is only against you that we may have sinned and done evil in thy sight. So allow us to hear joy and gladness that the bones you may have broken shall rejoice. I thank you that those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Hallelujah. I thank you that there is an anointing of joy that you are even being released right now on this call. And Lord, you said that you will mm, create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us that you shall restore to us the joy of our salvation, that the joy of the Lord will be our strength. So we can continue to teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted unto you. 
Right now, Father, we want to thank you. Mm. Hallelujah. That you will allow us to even go through this day being the light of the world and salt of the earth. So right now we ask you to give us strength and power. That you allow your goodness to shine on us like the sun with healing in its rays. That you will allow us, hallelujah, to be love and light to all that we come in contact with. So I ask that you would break up any follow ground in our hearts. If there is anybody on this call, Lord, who may have irritation, who may have bitterness, strife, who may have agitation, mm, resentment, that you would up-pluck and uproot those things in their heart. And instead, you would plant seeds of righteousness. So as we begin to take our phones off of you, knowing that if we cast our cares upon you, Lord, that you will sustain us, oh, yeah. that you said Hallelujah. you will never let the righteous be forsaken, or that you begging for bread. So right now, we lift up our hands to you. We lift up our hands to you. We We 
joy and peace in our lives this day. We thank you for the release of wealth upon us this day. Not just so we can be blessed and comfortable, but so that we can be a blessing to others and do the work of the kingdom that you have commissioned us to do right now. I speak a supernatural increase and blessing over Dion. May you allow her arms to speak before you in the courts of heaven, saying, give and it shall be given unto her. Good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put in Dion's lap because the measure that she gives is the measure that she will get back. So I thank you she will be able to lend to many nations and shall not borrow, that you are increasing and enlarging her territory like you did for Jabez in First Chronicles 4, 9, and 10. I thank you that even now you are covering her with a special anointing of grace and glory that everything she speaks to us this day will shatter down strongholds and deliver people from the mindset of poverty i thank you hallelujah that because you said all things work together for the good everything that she goes through everything that we all go through everything that declare victory goes through as a unit and as a body works together for the good So allow her tongue right now to be the pen of a ready rider. Holy Spirit, have your way in and through her. May she decrease as you increase. And right now, I thank you that you allow these prayers to be ascended before you in your throne, being presented in golden bowls of incense with a sweet-smelling aroma covered by the blood of the Lamb. Hmm. So have your way right now, Father. 
And as I close this prayer, I take solace in knowing that your words never return back to you, Lord, for you are not a respecter of, pers of persons, but instead, hallelujah, you said, ask and it will be given unto us. Seek and we shall find. Knock and the door be opened. And in Numbers 14, 28, you said, surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do the very things that I heard you say. So we have confidence in this, knowing that it is so and it is done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I pass the call. Amen. <clears throat> amen, amen, and amen to God. Be the glory for the things that he does consistently. Hallelujah. I thank God for another opportunity to serve. I thank God for each and every one of you that have lended your voice to the sound this morning, and I pray um, that your hearts are receptive and prepared for that which um, heaven is glaring about you and I. It is always an honor to be with you. It is Wait While We Wait Wednesday. And I thank God um, just for having kept us unto this point. I thank God for every process, every opportunity. Uh, but more importantly, I thank him for sustaining us. Amen. We're still in the, the theme uh, of sustain. I spoke with Beverly on last night, who was actually out of town. Um, and, and just uh, we had a communication breach. So I beg her part. It's never intentional. But just a reminder into these processes to make sure that somebody is on this uh, on this line every day. You'd be surprised how many text messages I got yesterday. It was really cute. Nevertheless, here we are on another day of set and or scheduled fasting. Certainly want to invite each of you to join us in the process um, as the year is ending. Um, and, and a reset is nearing, it is always good. Um, I usually do the end of the year or the first part of the year um, in fasting. My fast actually does not end today until 6 p.m. Um, and I, I want to encourage you so that you have clear guidance and direction uh, for your coming year. And so um, prayerfully, of course, uh, with moderation for those that are um, taking medication or, you know, have doctor-specific orders. It's, it's a really good time to implement a consistent fast, a fast for um, a couple of days for those of you that are familiar with fasting and, you know, just a fast for sure uh, on these Wednesdays as we ask the Lord for guidance and direction into our next, not resolution, but resolve that 2023 uh, will have a different texture, different context, a different cadence uh, than times past. So that's my prayer uh, for you all. Today is, is a setback, not for anything that I may need. I recognize that God sustains me and the things that are connected to me. But my fast today is for you all, um, that God will begin to uh, give you wisdom beyond measure, that he would begin to open up the eyes of your understanding, that you get a revelation uh, from the Lord that will transition not just you, 
but your bloodline, your children, your children's children, that uh, something will happen and catapult you emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, with regard to your health and um, and how you measure um, what's coming next. So uh, my heart today, and I would even suggest, because what we know if we don't know anything else is, uh, Romans 8 and 28 is extremely active and employed, engaged, and working on our behalf. Uh, right as Christina ended um, her prayer, uh, a, a passage that we are um, all becoming familiar with, similar to that Psalms 139, uh, 13 through 16, is uh, that numbers 1428. But I want to give you uh, something a little bit different this morning. Same exact verbiage in a whole different location as the Lord uh, was speaking directly to Moses. And that is Exodus 33 and 15. And it reads as follows. This isn't my text for the day, but it's just really cute when Holy Spirit confirms what he said to me in advance. And again, it's Exodus 33. Um, 15 through 18, and it says, and then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. And it says, how will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord responded to Moses and said, I will do the very thing that you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. And I know you by name, Selah. It is really important right up and through here as uh, we know that we are at an ultimate changing of the guards. We're in the, the midst of um, all kinds of elections and uh, baton passes and re-elections and reinstatements and things of that nature. Um, similar to the sons of Issachar, it's important that we discern times and seasons, changes and shifts as we talk about uh, being sustained. There are lots of um, things happening globally in the natural and in the spirit realm, that if you are um, really kind of oblivious, unconcerned, nonchalant, if there's no urgency, um, truth is we kind of get lost in the shuffle. Um, culturally, we have been made docile uh, in the eyes of man with regard to things of the spirit because uh, of lack of knowledge and or fear of the unknown, not really learning how to garner or um, sit in the presence of who God is to learn the nature of God, the character of God, to identify his hand in every area of our lives. And to be real honest, it is our responsibility. We're still talking about sustained. And while that particular passage is not where I'm going to teach from, this is one of those seasons where, for real, because things are changing, 
in the spirit realm, well, they, they have already started to shift and take place, but you got to kind of know what you have access to, to even know how to dream again, to even know how to think or proceed again. And I, I want you to be not just aware, but I want you to be engaged with your destiny. I want you to be engaged with your purpose. I want you to be engaged with what are my mantles? What are the things that I was specifically created to solve in the earth? What was I designed to um, contingent upon what your spiritual gift is, be it pastor, teacher, evangelist, uh, prophet, apostle, could just be, I mean, whatever your specific thing is, and for some of us that don't know what that thing is, um, here's a really good place to start asking the right questions. You get the right answers when you ask the right questions. It's really important imperative um, that you drill down and narrow down. And sometimes what that takes is emptying of self. Um, that that time, that season where you you deprive yourself of the things that, you know, make your toes twiddle, the cookies, the pies, the ho-hos, the ding-dongs. For others, it's listen to oxtails and cornbread and red beans and rice and greens. And I know we fast in a day, and that's probably rude of me to say, but I'm, I'm just talking about what I'm, I'm talking about because there is a sacrifice um, to striving. There's a, a sacrifice to getting to the next place. There's a sacrifice to um, surrender. There's a sacrifice to um, sacrifice. There's a sacrifice to um, releasing the struggle and stepping into strength and honor. There, There is a sacrifice. And um, to be quite frank, not a lot of folks are willing to sacrifice much stuff because it's too easy to, as as Valerie would say, to go along to get along. <laughs> it's too easy to just do what has always been done, what's been normal, what's been basic, what's been average. And what you'll start to discover, and we're still talking about sustain, what you'll start to discover is um Comfort is the enemy of great, right? Comfort is the enemy of great. Right now, um, in in the the month of talking about how God has sustained us, today I want to talk about the opposed. How do you recognize when, um, even for instance, the brook has dried when Elijah got to a place where uh, the raven no longer showed up and uh, the waters had dried up. How did he know to shift when uh, Jonah sat under uh, the bush or the tree? Uh, he had to recognize when it, it went blank, when it went docile, when it was no longer uh, there to provide shade. We are in a season where. Uh, the things that we are connected to, and we're going to go to Genesis, the 13th chapter this morning for um, our text, they're going to make the difference in what happens in your next. All right. Um, now, this Genesis, the, the 13th chapter, super familiar. Um, you can teach 
so many different things from this one particular passage, but today I want to identify for you um, a few things in kind of qualifying and quantifying some of the relationships that you have currently, some of the connections, some of the people that are in your inner sanctum that perhaps you may need to release to get to the next. Um, some some um, benchmarks for identifying when grace has run out for a thing, when grace has run out for uh, a specific nature of uh, a specific kind with regard to um, some of the locations you may be in from work to friendship to um, community, whatever it is that, that you are dealing with. But let's, let's just go to the word real quick. Um, and we're going to go again to Genesis. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go to 12 first, um, really, really quickly, and then we'll go right into 13. And again, I've, I've talked from here recently, but the Lord has reminded me of something, and I wanted to share it with you because, again, at the end of the year, um, really kind of identifying, okay, you know, you said maybe in 2019, when 2020 got here, oh, this time it's going to be different. This time it's going to shift. This time I'm going to experience this, that, and so-and-so. And the reality is it can't shift until you shift in your mind. It can't transition until you understand that there are certain things that cannot go. It can't shift until you transition uh, in the natural and in the spirit, um, because you recognize that in order to get to your next, some things just cannot remain attached to you. So at the beginning of this text, and some of it I'm going to paraphrase in order to get to um, the, the, the meat or the crux of what it is that I'm sharing this morning. Um, in the 12th chapter, the Lord told Abraham to go from his country, his people, his father, his household, his land, and I will show you. We're still talking about sustained. He promised him that he would make him a great nation. He promised him that he was going to bless him. He promised him that his name was going to be great. And he promised him that the people that blessed him, he would bless. The people that cursed him, he would curse, right? And so Abraham went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Now, we know that story that's not unfamiliar, that's not um, that's not strange and odd, but I want to go over to 13, and let's kind of deep dive into this. And it says, so Abraham went up from Egypt, that's the first verse, uh, to the Negev with his wife and everything he had. Now, notice that I said that Abraham went up with everything he had, and we always know, we always hear the tag along, and Lot went with him, right? And it keeps emphasizing that Abraham had become very wealthy in livestock, in silver, and in gold. It never mentions anything with regard to what Lot built, all the things that 
that were referred to in this particular passage were the things that Abraham had spent his time developing, cultivating, and having obviously an influx with an overflow because he was able to extend what he had to his nephew that he absolutely loved. What happens when codependence goes with you to the next place, right? Um, codependence is something that we don't talk about. We're still talking about sustained. Um, codependence is uh, one of those things that uh, probably every single person on this line can effectively say that you have or have had codependent struggles. It could be a parent child relationship. It could be um, a people-pleasing syndrome. It could be um, some old unhealed trauma experiences and exposure that cause you to um, do things in excess and or uh, overcompensate or uh, excessively uh, spend your time availing yourself to people who would not otherwise do the same for you. We're still talking about sustained or the lack thereof. So down at the fifth chapter, it says, uh, now Lot was moving about with Abraham. You say that again. Now Lot was moving about with Abraham. Also had flocks and herds and tents. But the land could no longer sustain them while they stayed together, for their possessions were so great that they were not able to stay together, right? Let me stop right there. A lot of times, again, dealing with codependent relationships, and we're still talking about sustained, here it is that um, Lot is roaming around, tagging along, holding on to Abraham, and of course, because he was his uncle, all that he had learned from him, all that he had gleaned, all that he understood, and my grandmother would say it like this, his eyes were bigger than his stomach, and he looking around, and he got his ego, we we still talking about sustained, and Abraham is on his mission, his assignment, but because of his love for his nephew, um, even though his instructions did not include him, uh, his his heart. What happens when your feelings, <laughs> what, what happens when your emotions, what happens when your need to appease and or to fix or to change or to restructure or to establish somebody else on your dime, what happens when it costs you? I'm going to put a pause in that right there. Um, what I started to learn and understand as I began to grow in the faith, um, what I, what revelation I started to come to in certain instances was um, because of the things that God has used to build, refine, reinvent um, with regard to how I move from professionally to spiritually is that if you're not attentive, if you don't pay attention to the things that attach themselves to you, the things that go with you per se, 
there are moments of exploitation when it comes to codependency. There are moments where uh, your gifts and your talents and your abilities are, uh, for a lack of a better word, uh, pimped, <laughs> prostituted, uh, misused, mishandled. And a lot in this instance, and we know this again, it's not unfamiliar, it's not strange, but lot just kind of took advantage of the fact that, oh, don't worry about it, I got it. He'll do it. He'll make sure I'm good, right? He'll make sure we get to wherever it is that we go and don't have nothing to do with my purpose per se. Has everything to do with the fact that he has vision and I'm going to go with him. What I began to identify as um, I, I started to really yield my will, my desires, my ideas, my concept of what my identity would be birthed out of those unhealed traumas, birthed out of those broken places, birthed out of those areas in my life that I didn't recognize that uh, trauma had taken place. I didn't understand and or know that I had codependent tendencies. Um, there were certain things that could no longer sustain me. And so certain conversations, how do you identify when it is time to part ways um, or disconnect from people? The, the primary thing is you will find yourself consistently disagreeing about the smallest things. You will, you will find yourself frequently um, completely disagreeing. And, and at first it seems menial. At first it seems small and um, insignificant. But if you pay attention, the first thing I start to notice when it's time for me to part ways with people is nothing is an agreement. The word says it plainly. How can two walk together lest they agree? It is really important in this particular climate, spiritually, mentally, financially, emotionally, that you are in agreement. The word says where any two or three are gathered in my name, there will I be in the midst. It, it is important that you spend time with people that agree with your destiny, with people that agree with you disconnecting, dismantling, disarming, destroying altars that have been built and erected in an effort to keep the identity you've created to survive alive. We're still talking about sustained, right? And so here... In this particular passage, um, it says, now Lot, who was moving about with Abraham, right? So he didn't have his own footing. He didn't have his own steps. He had what he had because he was connected to the one who had. Didn't Hadn't established it. He benefited, right? He, he was able to get because he was around the one who got. Right, but the land could no longer support them while they stayed together, for their possessions were so great and they had not been able to stay together. And quarreling arose between Abraham's herders and Lot. The Canaanites and the Perizzites were also living in the land at that time. And so Abraham said to Lot, listen, I don't got time for this. Sometimes you got to identify the behaviors that are headed in a different direction. We're still talking about sustain. You got to pay attention to those connected to those that you're connected to. <laughs> Listen, 
we can't be oil and water, and then y'all be flour and sugar, right? We we gotta we gotta figure out how this combination. We can't be two different major extremes and have the same idea for destiny. And I'm not saying that you know you don't have different friend circles. We all do, hopefully. Um, some that balance out this and others that balance out that. But it says here that Abraham, Turters, and Lot were bickering amongst one another. And Abraham was like, check this out. We're not about to do that, right? Let's not have this quarreling, Let, right? For for we're all close relatives. Like we, we connected in some kind of way. So it doesn't make sense for us to fight against each other, right? And so Abraham asked the question. You see all of this is not the entire land before you. So so let's do this. You do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. If you go left, I'm going the whole other direction. Have all of it, right? If you go right, then I'll go left. It's good. But I need you to choose what it is that you're going to do, right? So sometimes you have to have those hard conversations with people. We're still talking about sustained. While God makes provision, a lot of our decisions um, can hold up, can create a silt, can slow up the process of how God sustains you. It doesn't mean that he will not, but there can be a, a complete standstill. There can be limitations and boundaries put around you. That hedge of protection can become your jail cell if, in fact, you are connected to the wrong people. God sends people to sustain us in an effort to get his will done. If it is counterproductive to what he has in mind, he will have you at a dead standstill. Anybody have questions sometimes be like, man, I can't get no traction. I can't get no movement. It's like I can't get my feet under me. I can't figure out how to go up or down. It's like uh, something is wrong. I'm telling you something. In about, and I'm going to interrupt this story because I, I want to paint a picture for you. Um, and this is this is no shade uh, on, on the characters involved. I'm not saving no names or nothing, but let me let me help you understand. So in probably about 1997, 1998, I was 27, 28 years old. Um, it was prior to um, Michael and I, Josiah's father, getting married. I had um, spiritually, I had been in different places, and it's probably when um, deliverance ministry for me, I, I realized that that was a major part of my life. I had no idea where it would lead me to, but I went to um, a meeting one week and ministered and um, Holy Spirit did what he does. And it opened up doors for me to get a job at Havens Court Middle School in Oakland, California. It's the first time um, I had done in a system or a school district work with youth and young adults. And in this process, um, I had to write my first grant. It was the first time I started a non-profit <laughs> organization. This is funny, Holy Ghost, because I forgot all about this. It's called I Am Youth and Young Adult Mentoring. That was the name of the nonprofit. At the time, I had been a hairstylist for the entirety of my life. I did not know how to type, and I had to put together a proposal. 
And I was terrified of the idea of sitting in front of a computer, just being transparent here. And I remember I used to have to call Tan and ask her how to connect an attachment or how to open this document or do this Excel. And, you know, if you know anything about Tan, she's highly administrative. Well, I'm a creative, right? So we have our two different arms. I'm a builder. I create things. Um, Tanya organizes the things that are built. So our, our gifts are complements one to another. Again, we're talking about sustained. And in this process, um, I had to do a couple of different things. I could have freaked out when they asked me for the proposal, um, but I sat in front of the computer and I tapped into the resource that God had put me um, in connection with. And this is before she and I were friends like we are now. Right At the time, she was a mentor. She was a teacher to me. So there were certain things that I needed that I did not have um, that she did. Long story short, I went to this school one or two days a week. It was the first time I got um, a major compensation for simply being who I am. Right, I didn't do anything fancy. I put together a program, but more than anything, I became involved in the lives of those children, and I have two that I still stay in constant contact with, Miranda McGee and Violet Evans. I'll, I'll never forget them. They are uh, both phenomenal young women to date, two very different ends of the spectrum. But um, they were going to pay me $22,000 for a 90-day period going to the school site one day a week, right? It was already agreed upon, everything was all set in place, but Cotton picked it for some reason. And if you work with the school district or the city or anything like that, honey, they slow to pay you. Now they're gonna pay you, oh, but you gonna wait. Now I had decided that I was going to be with Josiah's father. That was my, I made, had made a decision, child. And I was dead set on it, I mean, when I tell you that money just would not come, it would not come. It would not come. It wouldn't come. And finally, he and I parted ways and they sent the money. Almost the next day. Right? Now that was that was the beginning of me understanding certain things. Sometimes God won't allow what's next come because you're too stuck in what's now. He'll sustain you. He'll keep you there. You'll still eat. You'll still have a roof over your head. But the bigger portion of the, the quote-unquote fat of the land is not coming until you have the courage to let go of what you think is best for you. We have a responsibility to pay attention to our surroundings 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We have a responsibility to know who's connected to us and if they can help you get to your next or not, right? So you know full well that if, all, if you, you have a habit of being high consistently, being around people that get high consistently is not really beneficial for you. Doesn't help you get to the next stage or the next phase. They always got it. You're going to forever have access to the thing that um, has you encapsulated. And don't get me wrong, God will still use whatever part of your life He wants to to get His will done. 
but there's more that he wants to get to you. There's also more that he requires of us when we get to a place of um, really producing. Now, get this, let's, let's read a little bit further because I, I want you to be clear about paying attention to the connections, right? So here it says, um, he asked Lot this question. It, it's, you got what you got to do. You got action at that. The whole world is in front of you, honey. You can do whatever you want to do, right? Look around and see that the whole plain of the Jordan towards Zoar was well watered and like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And so Lot chose for himself the whole plain of Jordan and set out toward the east. The two men parted company, right? Let me stop right there. You know, sometimes it, it trips me out that um, <laughs> because of some of the codependent natures that I've operated from, um, you know, I have a tendency frequently to help. It, it's, you know, um, I see what you say. I understand how to put things together and, and build them. And many times it's been exploited and then, um, by the time it's all said and done, it was their idea. <laughs> they had it all figured out. No, that you didn't. You didn't. You weren't gonna do that. You didn't know nothing about that. But that's my fault, right? That's for me talking too much, going too far. You tell me you got an idea, and I build it. I give it to you, and and by the time it's all said and done, it, it's credited to you. That's cool and everything. But that's also my bad. People will forget what you've contributed or given or done. People will completely lose sight of the fact that you built something and handed it to them um, if you don't recognize that that's a behavior. We're still talking about sustain. God gave gifts to men so that we could occupy. That means work until he comes. There are some of us, and you heard me say us, I'm including myself, who are so gifted, so talented. God multiplies you time after time after time, and you got people around you who know that that's how God operates in your life and will completely take advantage of the fact that that's how God operates in your life. Never think about what it looks like to compensate or to exchange um, finances or resources uh, for that that gift, that talent, it may be cooking, it could be writing, you may be good at organizing things. This is the season where you need to hone in on what it is that God designed you to do. I build things. I'm going to say it again. I, me, I build things. You give me a business idea, I'm going to take it and build a whole structure, and then I want to go away. Somebody else can come manage it. That's not my job. I'm a creative. It's, it's how I think. Um, I'm, I'm great at assisting people with seeing what it is that they think they're great at, right? That's, that's my gift. But this is the season where, where we won't prostitute the things in Dion. She's not really going for that. Again, that has everything to do with why we fast. Because God will get you together. God got Abraham clean together. Hey, check this out. I told you to leave your people, Neil. 
I told you I would show you. When I speak to you, I speak to your wife and everything pertaining to you. I wasn't talking to your nephew. I was talking to you. And sometimes it'll be uncomfortable, y'all. Sometimes you got to shake people. It could be your mama. It could be your daddy. It could be somebody you've been friends with for a really long time. It could be uh, uh, coworkers. It could be uh, an idea. It could be a myriad of things. But you have to be consistently aware of what you hold in your hand in this season, of what God has made you steward over, right? And so now it says, Abraham lived in the land of Canaan while Lot lived amongst the cities of the plain and pitched his tent near Sodom. Now the people of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord, right? Lot chose what he thought was more um, glamorous. He chose what he thought was going to be more suitable for him to live uh, a lascivious life. It was his choice to go where it looked like all the action was, right? And then we know this part of the story too. And the Lord said to Abraham, blank, 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 after Lot had parted from him, look around from where you are to the north, the south, the east, and the west, and all the land you see, I'll give you and your offspring when forever, right? I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth. So so in essence, we're still talking about the same. See, God kept Abraham. He kept Lot as well. He kept everything. It, it was good, uh, but there was so much more. There, Lot, I mean, Abraham had to deal with the fact that Ooh, I kind of moved out of time. Ooh, I kind of overstepped. Ooh, I kind of made a choice that is costing not just me, but it's costing my family. Crazy part is after their separation and they went through the process of Abraham, uh, again, getting to a place where he recognized, okay, I can't, I can't do this. I'm not equipped to sustain this part of his life for him, right? You know, God will send people into your life that help you through a season, through a period of time, but sometimes the nature of that relationship will shift, and you got to be okay with that, right? You'll you'll start to notice that uh, in, in some instances, uh, maybe that person was an opportunist. It's happened to me time after time. In my mind, I'm thinking they're just good people. I'm thinking that they have my best interest at heart. But the reality is once I've given, handed, taught, instructed on what's next, I never hear from them again. They just go away. <laughs> it's part for the course, though. And it helped me to help myself. It helped me to start to identify um, how to ask the right question so I end up with the right answer. How not to assume that everybody has the heart posture that I do, right? How, how to identify whether or not somebody is well-meaning or if they well-searching. They're searching for what can you give me? What can you bring me? How can you sustain me? See, this is not the hour for us to be mistreated in the process of trying to go after what it is that God created and designed us for. Our gifts in this season, and I prophesy it, will not be prostituted. 
You will not be used or mishandled or mistreated um, in this season, in this era. You will not be misguided or um, thrown off or taken aback because you aren't equipped to acknowledge, to recognize, and to understand that everybody connected to you is not intended to go the distance with you. And know without a shadow of a doubt that for your future, there is more. But you have to have a mind to seek God, to ask the right questions, to get to the more. So that being said, it's a couple of minutes after the hour. I pray that something that I said made you uncomfortable. I hope it made you start looking around your circle, taking a quick snapshot of what's necessary for the next phase of your life. Um, for many of us, uh, we aren't getting any younger, and there are things inside of you that are necessary that you feel like are at a standstill. While you may be sustained, there's still a silt in your system. So my prayer is that every system that is not cooperating with the grace of God to sustain your life at a greater level to a greater measure, be dismantled, uprooted, downtrodden, and torn down uh, by the power of the blood of Jesus in his majestic name. I pray that every altar that's been erected that is not bringing glory to God uh, from friendships, relationships, things, agendas, objectives, I pray that they be thwarted in the name of Jesus by only his power and his might. And I pray that you would start to supernaturally step into the strength and honor of being sustained to the greatest measure that your fields may produce great crops in this season. And I pray crop failure to all those words that were spoken ill over you, all the things that you've come into agreement with that do not sustain you for the greater measure, the things that you may have said out of your own mouth that cursed your own productivity. And I thank God in advance for rearranging the structure of how you think. I pray for a greater, deeper revelation for your next. Some of you guys are the employees, and God intends for you to be the CEO or the CFO or the COO of a thing. This next season should yield greater measures of being sustained by the hand of God. So that being said, there may be somebody that joined the call a little bit late. Um, what I want to do before we open it completely up, if there are any gentlemen on the line that have a desire to say good morning before the ladies absolutely overpower and overtake you, please feel free to do so at this time. Any fellas? And I'll give it a second because I know some folks are still on. Morning. Hey, good morning, good morning. Anybody else? Amen. Anybody else want to say good morning? Ladies, it's, it's open. Good morning, it's Kenya. Hey, Kenya, good morning. Good morning, it's Elsa. Hey, Else, great morning. Good morning, Jeanette. Hey, good morning. Hey, Auntie. Hi, babe. Good morning. 
Good morning, it's Asha. Hey, Asha, good morning. Good morning, it's Jubilant. Hey, Ju. Good morning, it's Gigi. Hey, Gigi, good morning. Good morning, it's Mary. Hey, Mary, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, it's Gloria. Hey, Gloria. Hey, Diane. Good morning. Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning, Diane. It's Miss B. Hey, Miss B. Good morning. Anybody else? Well, praise hallelujah. We can go directly into the love, life, and victory share this morning. Anybody want to um, have any questions, comments, commentary? I was trying to get off mute. Good morning, Bobina, the builder. I love you. She said, Bobina, you are heck of funny. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. This is Juanita. You dropped the bomb at the end, girl. That blessed my soul. It really blessed me. Um, Thank you just um, for that prayer. Um, Thank you for your declaration. And I agree with it full and full-fledged. So I know that God has more, and I just thank you for your declaration this morning. Amen. Love you, and thank you for that. All, look, all I can give y'all is what he gave me. <laughs> and thank you, Yolanda, and I love you too, Christina. <laughs> Anybody else? Questions, comments? Asha, thank you for that declaration. Uh, uh-oh, Asha, and then who else was that? Maddie, Danette. Hey, Danette. Okay. So, Danette, go in and Asha right after her. Go ahead, Danette. I was going to say thank you um, for the declaration. You know, you always make my make me uncomfortable, but it's a good uncomfortableness because it's like, boy, how do I, you know, get past this season? How do? And I didn't know that you put it so plainly that Lot did have a codependence to, you know, his brother Abraham, and that's why he's been kissed on. So I'm like, why would he go there, you know, of all places? But like you say, the riches, the fame, the glory, he wanted all that. But anyway, all those Everything that you said about codependency resonated with me, and, you know, I just wanted to thank you for that, and beautiful declaration as always, and have a wonderful day. Amen. Thank you for sharing, Danette. And listen, there's a book that I'll recommend to everybody. It is called The 12 Steps of Codependence. Uh, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me. I want to make sure. And I'll. I'll actually. Um, Shell. If if you're not moving around, will you look it up? It's by Melanie. Somebody. Let me see. No. Um, uh, Shell have to sit because you know I got it right here in my hand. Oh yeah. What What is it called? <laughs> it's called Codependence Guide to the Twelve Steps. Codependence Guide to the Twelve to Steps. The 12. Mona, can Can you share that on um on Facebook? In yes, the victory I can. I the picture. Yes, I can. Awesome. Awesome. Um, this book, 
so let me let me have another transparent moment. I had a really, really public um engagement and relationship in twenty seventeen. And um now you guys know I, I will say anything if I know that it will help to free somebody else. And so um I have been married three times. Okay. Now, once upon a time that was cute and funny, but what it what it let me know was with regard to relationships. I I don't have a problem with quote unquote getting a man per se. That's not my issue. Um my issue is that I'm a builder. Um and that my life has a specific designated purpose. And for me, I didn't want to be fornicating all over the place. That that that's never really been my bag. I told you guys my struggle with finances. I, I wanted some money because I didn't want to trust anybody. I didn't need to love a husband. I didn't need to trust him. Um, I've been in want. I've been in need and I've been in rebellion with regard to relationships. And and this particular engagement, um, it was a good look. He was a pastor. Good guy. Um, but very, very broken, very, very damaged. He didn't mean to be just, you know, life happens and things occur. But what I recognized in this relationship is that I had made another codependent choice because I wanted to fix them. I build things. I put things together. I find puzzle pieces and exchange and put band-aids on stuff. That's what I, I did from a place of being codependent, right? While God would sustain me, I had a tendency to connect myself to people that um, could prostitute my gifts, right? Still had that people-pleasing, that approval-seeking, that need for um, people to understand. And Asha, I didn't forget about you. Give me one second. And in this this engagement in 2017, what I started to realize and listen, from a conversation that was being had with my ex-fiance and his coworker, he read a chapter from that book. Let you know that God will sustain you even in your broken places. He'll get to you the information that you need when you ask the right questions and when your posture is proper. So in my mind, I'm thinking, we about to build kingdom. Honey, we about to get it in. But he was so broken, and it had nothing to do with me. He didn't mean no harm. It was all well-meaning. The agenda, the objective was to, to have a wife, which is what I am. But um we couldn't do it from where we were. Two very broken, damaged people, but I had to have that experience to get the necessary information to be able to hand it to you. I read that book called Off the Wedding that was going to be damning. We purchased the whole house together. I walked away from the house. Connections matter in being sustained, right? Had purchased the wedding dress and the whole nine yards, but I understand the importance of who goes with you. Right? Whatever it is that God intended for me to do, now we can delay our arrival. We can build an altar that will again delay our arrival. There are certain things that we put in play, but isn't it beautiful that even in a damaged place, and this was right before Josiah got um, at the time what we thought was deathly ill. I can't even imagine what would have happened had I married that gentleman. He's a, a, a good guy. He, he didn't mean no harm. <laughs> but it was it was a case of me taking Lot with me and the reverse. So today, my singleness is a result 
of being equipped with being able to ask the right questions. Listen, if we together, you're going to have to give me something to build. It's what I'm created to do. I don't know how to do anything else. I'm Bobina in this thing. <laughs> if you don't have nothing for me to build, I'm going to have a problem. But Tanya, it would be somebody that needs um, to have order and structure. For Sabrina, it would be somebody that has a, a need for um, that emotional substance. That it's a, it's a whole different thing. You got to understand what is your thing. I should go ahead, babe. I just wanted to thank you for your message. It's just um, confirmation for me. I've been losing friends. <clears throat> excuse me, um, left and right, and I just I sit and I ask God, like, is it meant for me not to have friends, but just your, um, you know, your message is just confirmation. And, you know, the couple of friends that I've had have been friends I've been friends with since either middle school or high school, and I'm 31 now. So just to have those long-term friendships and to lose them and kind of be okay with it because I know that um, that I'm going in the right direction. So your message was just confirmation for me. So thank you. Absolutely. And and unfortunately, um, sometimes that that happens, and we be trying to hold on to um, those relationships that are familiar and comfortable. And and don't get me wrong, there will be some that that will be sustained. Um, and, and in some of those instances, and I'll even use Kenya and I as a, a good example because I'm sure she was like, honey, I, we, I don't want to be your friend, girl. <laughs> and she'll tell you that. Um, but, but what God will do is start to confirm and affirm the relationships that were designed to take you to the next place. He'll, he'll center you around people who have the grace to sustain your next. See, everybody can't sustain um, you being promoted. Everybody don't have a capacity uh, to watch you grow and go, and it's not their turn or their time yet. You have to be okay with when your friends get promoted or elevated or move forward with what looks like faster than you, um, higher than you. You have to be okay with all of that when you're on your way to purpose and power, right? And and purpose and power requires a different level of revelation. It doesn't mean that everything has to be done perfectly. It means that you have to ask the right questions. It means that you have to surround yourself with people that have the same goal, the same objective, the same agenda. You have to be around people you can trust, that your secrets are safe with. You have to learn who to say what to, when to say it. You have to learn how to say, uh-uh. You ever had any people that call you and every time they call you, they want something? Every time they call you, you you supposed to solve all their problems. Every time they call you, they need something. If you don't get off my line, bye, not in this season. In this season, you won't call me and say, you know, I had a problem with my website. Can you help me? Can you troubleshoot it for me at 10 o'clock at night? I almost cut. Absolutely not. No. No. No, people that call you and ask you to pray for the same thing over and over again, I'm not praying for that. You do that yourself. That's that's not a problem. That is your reason to have something to say. Yes, I said that out loud. I did. 
at some point, your faith has to graduate. You got to shift level. We can't, we can't just be looking for God to do the little bitty stuff. He's the God of the miraculous. And we still asking him, Lord, pay my rent. No, you do. No, no. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. Anybody else? That was a little tangent. Good morning. Hey, let me jump in. I'm I'm sorry, do I just wanted to jump in and confirm what my daughter said. And they will drop off at the opportune time where you thought that you needed them most. Uh, when you can count on them the most. And then thinking of Lot, Lot thought he was privileged because he was a he was the nephew. I'm I'm your sister's son, so whatever you say, I can have. I'm attached to you because I'm your nephew. And and we take those people that have been with us so long and think they're they're a join to us, you know, like the kids that are born uh, stuck together. Like we have to take them with us. When when mm-hmm. God say they gotta go, they gotta go. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. it emotionally, that don't even matter. It don't even count because what he he said what he said, and it for greater you have to do. Be obedient to what he said. I'm sorry, Jubilant. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, that was powerful, too. Wow. Uh, Dion, man, I'm sitting there listening to you. I'm like, he's telling my story. <laughs> no, because for a long time, first of all, the, the lot part, the lot part is real big to me because, you know, being a creative you know, I've always wanted to bring those people around me with me, you know, and if I felt like if, I, if, if they didn't come with me, then, you know, then, you know, I would be leaving them behind. I don't want to, you know, because of the people pleasing component, right? It was really, I'm, I'm was chronic. I'm still dealing with that, but I'm totally not where I was before. Um, but for a long time, I felt, you know, I'm, I just thank you for saying that as far as being a creative and building. That was kind of my attitude. Like, I come into a situation, I can always assess the situation and see, oh, this needs to happen or that needs to happen. And then I'm like, I'm dropping, I'll drop some, something about that situation. But, you know, I didn't want to stay, you know, I didn't feel like it was, I didn't, in, in my heart, I felt like I just want to move to the next thing. I don't want to deal with that. I'm, because, you know, I gave you this, this stuff, move with it. But then... The pe- people around me made me feel like I needed to not just be the creative, but if I'm not working, then, you know, you know, if I'm not the person that's actually, you know, doing it, then it was a problem. And I finally got to a place one day that I was able to be okay with that. <laughs> you know, it was like, I finally saw mm-hmm. creative, you know, what it's like, that's part of my gifting to, to be able to assess something, to help a person get started and then move to the next project. Because my mind is always mm-hmm. from one thing to the next thing. But for a long time, I felt like there was something wrong with me. It's like, why can't I get off, you know, get off the ground? But now you also brought a whole other component to my thing. I didn't even look at that, how still I'm still in that place of codependency, you know. Um, uh, I've come a long ways, but I didn't even look at that. And now I see that, too, you know, could be a hindrance, trying to bring people with you that, you know, they have their own path, you know, and as much as you might see this grandiose picture of them being there, you can see exactly what it places they can, uh, parts they can play, you know what I'm saying? That may not be the ones that's supposed to be playing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's so much um, 
um, great information, but wow, I I still got some work. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get that book. And I we all that spirit to just you know to 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 bring this unpack this. I'm like, why am I stuck? <laughs> I keep being stuck. I couldn't figure it out. But it's like listening to you today. I say, I see what it is. That's all I have to say. Uh huh. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. If I hadn't lived it, I wouldn't be able to share it with you. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah. Could you say the name of the book one more time? Hi, I'm sorry. This is Janet. I'm trying to look it up in my Audible right now. Sure. It is um the Mona say. Hold on, man. Hold on. One second. That's why I didn't give it to you to put on. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on two seconds. This I just saw it a second ago. Um, uh, okay, it is called, it, it's written by Melody ba- uh, Beatty, and it's called Codependent, Died to the Twelve Steps. And again, that's Melody, B-E-A-T-T-I-E, Codependent Guide to the 12 Steps. Now, here's the part. Some of you may not even know that you're codependent. (laughs) I didn't. This is Juanita. I remember when I first got on the line. And, you know, I was telling you my story about moving to California, um, you know, and I wanted to help my friend, you know, in the L.A. area and, um, you know, and that. And he was, like, telling me about being codependent. And I was like, what? Really? And I was thinking, that wasn't codependent, you know, wasn't codependent. You know, but I, I really was. And I am. And I noticed the, the you know, the, the, the pattern of that codependency, you know, and people pleasing and wanting to um, make sure that everybody else was okay, you know. And in that, you know, I mean, since I've been on the line, you know, and we we able to dig deep and find out where to the root of these things that's in us, why why that was happening with me, you know, and um and I find out that all through my life I was like that because you know, of my mother did not raise me, you know, and I was raised by, even though I was, I was blessed. My father, the good man and my, that raised me and my grandmother, his mother, um, that took very good care of me. And, um, you know, and still, you know, I still, uh, you know, as a wayward child, still, I still went my own way, but they did give me the right tools to have. But I just thank God um, uh, for this line. But yeah, I was shocked. You know, at first, you know, and knowing that, you know, this is, it was a pattern for me. And it's still, I'm still working through it. I'm still that, you know, even like I said, at the end, you were saying there's some people that just won't go, that's, they're not going with you, you know, and you have to be okay with that. And okay. I'm okay with that, you know, and I, I, I'm okay with that. And I, and I know that 
when God is doing something in your life, and if you don't have people around you that are that are actually contributing to help you to get there, then you know that you know sometimes those people need to fall off because it's it's not you know right now in this season and in this time it's it's a vital time right now. Time is not of of the essence that they as you want to say, but it is. And you cannot waste time. You cannot, you know, pity patter around and play around. Ain't no plan right now. You got to be serious about this thing because, um, you know, things are changing. And so I just thank you for your word. I thank you. I thank you for being you. I thank you for being obedient to the word of God and to the Holy Spirit that leads you. And I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning. <laughs> hello. I, oh, yes. Um, yes. Uh, hello. Can you hear me? Uh-huh. uh-huh. I can. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to take it off the so that won't be it. I just want to say that um, I really enjoyed the share this morning. Um, I thought about it. My, my mind immediately went back. Yes. <laughs> we just had a little miracle here in this house, and so... I just was just um that was just the joy of the Lord that you heard. Anyway, um I was reflecting on some of the stuff that you talked about, some of the things that you talked about this morning. Um, really, really good information. Two things. Asha, I believe, was talking about the people that were falling off like it seemed like left and right. Um, it's very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. Um, especially when it's family. Because you know they can't go. Uh-huh. Want them to go. You wish they could go. Um, and then here's the thing: when you don't up, when you don't pay attention to the warning, or um, is it a warning? Warning is not a good word. But when you don't pay attention to the nudge that um, that the Holy Spirit gives, that you're like, you know, you need to you need to cut that off. It's time to go. It's time to leave, or it's time to change, or whatever that is. If you don't pay attention, He'll make it happen. And it'll, it'll be even more uncomfortable. And so the thing for me in my own personal life, that'll be the next book, I promise, um, was that I heard, I got several indicators, I got several messages from different people saying, hey, it's time to go. It's time to leave this particular environment. And I wouldn't because I'm such a loyalist. Oh, my God. Um, and I didn't really know how to leave. And, you know, and at the end of the day, I was also a little concerned about what people would say or what people would think. Um, today I've learned differently. Um, and, and I'm talking about leaving a whole ministry. It was time to leave a ministry. And the perception of what people would think, especially the ministry was my family too. Like my family was a part of that ministry. And so I was more concerned about how they would feel, about what the perception would be of people. You know, I didn't want there to be a rift. But listen, that thing got so ugly. That thing got so ugly till I was like, man, I wish I had to listen, huh, Dion? Like it was, it was huh. pillow soaking night after night ugly. It was oh, all kinds of stuff. But it's not that today. But I just want to encourage you, Asha, to pay attention. And whoever else this is for, pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do and not to be concerned about what people think. Not to be concerned, because if they can't go, they just can't go. And it's yeah. going to limit you. 
And it's important that we follow the direction and the leading of the Holy Spirit as opposed to people. Because when I tell you that people will pimp you, prostitute you, abuse you for what they can get, but listen, they will. It's just human nature. So I, I hope that helped. You'll get over the, the, the discomfort. You'll get over it. And they will too. Because uh-huh. you, you, when you, when you part ways, you do it in love. You don't, like, some of y'all don't know. I'm so, sorry, Dion, let me say this last little part. Some of you don't know. I've been attached to um, Pray Fellowship Ministry for eight years. How long, how old is Declare Victory? Declare Victory is going on nine years, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, it, it, it would have been eight years. It's, it's been seven and a half years. And the Lord uh-huh. said it's time to go. And it's 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 not because somebody has done anything to me. It's not because me and Pastor Coleman had, um, you know, a parting of like none of that. Like it's hard even today. Like Friday is technically my last day. It's hard because of the relationships that I've developed. Because of because it's a very comfortable place to be. It's a whole bunch of stuff attached to um, me being at that ministry and me. Um, doing the things that I've done and accomplishing the things that I've done. But I clearly heard the Lord six months ago. I heard him like maybe a year ago. (laughs) I heard it, but I was like, Lord, the timing. And so I got permission to stay until the end of the year. But I know as hard as as it is to leave, especially because nobody, there's no drama. I know if I stay a minute past December the 31st, it's going to be a whole problem. I'm not going to have another problem like that. I'm big enough, mature enough to recognize it and to move on. So I hope that this helps. And I know for some of you who are attached to PFBC, you may not have known it, but Pastor made the announcement um, a couple of weeks ago. And so I want to encourage you to listen to the voice of God. The last thing is this. Sister Lisa, hey, hey, are you on this line? Girl, you live down the street from me. I want to personally deliver your book. I have Oh, passion. yes. I just didn't want to pop up. I just. Uh, okay. Well, I don't get so, all home until like 7 or 8, though. Oh, sorry. Okay. We'll work yeah. it out. We'll work it out. I just want you to know. I live down the street from you. I said, I'm not putting this book in the mail. Right. Okay, so we're going to work it out. I don't want to take any more time from the call, but I I did send the young lady who cash app me the money. I sent her my phone number through cash app. So we'll we'll work it out. All right? All right. God bless y'all. Okay, thank you. Amen. Anybody else? Hi, Auntie. Hi, babe. Oh, that was amazing. You already know how to knock people around. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to say, like, that was so good. Like, I feel like, like you said earlier, like, everybody goes through moments or phases or stages of codependency. Um, And it's like, it can be really weird. Um, because you don't recognize all the time when you're being codependent and what a lot of people label it as being needy. Um, and I think that's a mislabel, um, because being needy and being codependent are two different things, but we don't understand the, the gravitas of codependency. And so we'll label it, you know, needy for the sake of, oh, the, for the sake of the attachment. Um, and I know like for me, 
Um, I've experienced times where, like, I should have, like T.T. just said, like, I should have just, all right, like, I already know, like, okay, time's up, right, but you kind of stick around a little longer, even if it's, like, a baby shower, right, like, you, you already put up in your mind, like, okay, I'm only going to stop by here for a few minutes, because I already know I got something else I got to do after this, and then you stick around right. a little longer, because somebody else you know pop up, and y'all start talking, and, you know, y'all start you know, Kiki in and before you know it, you're late to the other event or you completely miss it. And so that's not what I want my life to be. I don't want to miss um, bigger and better events in my life because I've been, um, you know, stuck in a place of codependency or I've been, you know, not listening to the Holy Spirit say, all right, it's time to bounce. And like, you can leave well, whatever it is, you can walk away well. It doesn't have to be that you wait until like rebellion kicks in or to the, when the house burned down, then you want to run out. You know, like you can uh, leave at the first sign of, of, of a flame, you know, or you can uh-huh. leave before there is actually a, a flame. Um, and so, like, I know there's there's time, there has been times in my life where I've realized after something happened, like, dang, I really let that burn way too long. You know, I could have, uh-huh. I really could have just, I really could have just cut that off right at the neck. It didn't even have to get further than that. And then uh-huh. you, you like eliminate potential hellish shame, right? And I know shame is a choice, but it doesn't mean we won't experience it. Um, and so, mm-hmm. like, you're dealing with, okay, um, I really didn't have to go through this, but because I did, I feel retarded because I didn't have to go through that, right? I didn't, it didn't oh. have to go that far. I could have made a decision sooner to, 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 to let it go or to burn it off, but I didn't. And so because of that, now I'm dealing with the repercussions, and now I feel dumb, and now I feel stupid, and I got to climb out of feeling stupid, and I got to climb out of this codependent era that I've been like chilling in for however long. So this was like so good. And I just love you. Okay. Come back, come back and make Northern. Amen. Bye. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Hilarious. Listen, codependence will make the kind of fool of you. One of the things that you'll start to notice when you have been capsized by codependence is You'll get the nudge to cut off a person, a place, a thing. It's it's not always just people. Sometimes it's. Uh, I remember when when I was still at PFEC as the worship pastor, um, I got a salary, right? And I remember when the Lord told me to let the salary go, and I was like, "What the hell, Jesus? I need them little coins, right?" And I didn't realize that it was a setup for something a little bit later. Now, we're still talking about sustained, right? And so what I told Pastor Coleman was, listen, keep that. Now, I'm not one to be telling my business like this when God tell me um, to do something, but I, I need to make a point with this. And so I'm still operating in the function. And I said, I told him, I said, keep my pay as a seed, as a tithe. Um, and he looked at me like I was an absolute lunatic. They had a whole budget for me. So what I did with the money was do stuff for other people. We, you know, buy gift cards and give them out things of that nature. But I remember when I told Sid, who was the, who is the accountant and takes care of all the finances, he was like, um, I, I'm not really sure how we do that. I, this is all set up in the system. I was like, well, you have to redirect the system for the money to come back. And I remember when it went into play, what it felt like. It felt like I had 
hit the lotto. I can't even explain it. And and I, I could have used the money. If y'all know I'm Sonny from the fifth floor, right? So, you know, in my mind, I'm like, Lord, well, how am I going to do X, Y, and Z? I'm going to sustain you. I don't need you to do X, Y, and Z. Now, keep in mind, there came a time where the Lord told me I had to leave PSVC. If I had still been on the payroll, it would have made it a lot more difficult, and chances are I would have lingered, right? I would have held on to it because you get dependent on what's in the hand of somebody that's sent to sustain you. But long story short, I've never missed a meal. I've never been homeless. God has consistently sustained me through all things, walking away from that connection, opened the door for the next thing, right? And and it has consistently sustained me on different levels. And so I just want you to know, don't ever be afraid of letting something go for fear of something else not coming. That's all. Anybody else? Good morning, Pastor Dion. This is Hey Hey, Sister Lisa. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Hold on two seconds. Somebody else said something. Who else was that? I heard somebody else in the background. I just wanted to get an order. That's all. That might be the kids. I'm taking them to school. They were talking. Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. Some great share, great, great decorations. I like I forget again, I thank God for the fair victory. You know, it's like um, I'm thankful to God that He gave me a loving heart, right? But then it got to a point with my family, um, you know, they they still holding on to stuff and I'm always trying to fix it. No, no. You know, now that I've been saying Jesus is with me and he took my loving heart, you know, instead of a bitter heart and an angry heart, and I'm trying to tell him, you know, you need to try Jesus. And let things go, you know, come together. But I can't fix that. I said, God, I got to give that to you. I don't have no control over this. You know, they want to stay angry. I have to remove yourself out of the situation and pray for them. Uh, instead of running over here, you know, I'm going to be the, uh, when you, how they, you know, separate you guys from fighting and all of that. No, no, you have to give it to God and let him know. That hey, you do need Jesus, and if He can do it for me. He can do it for you. But I can't. I ain't got to the point where I couldn't say no because I was safe. No, I gotta help it. Anybody ask me anything, I'm running. I'm just running, running, not getting no sleep, just running. But it was my question is, is I'm getting it. Like I'm a server. I want to serve God. Tell me to serve people and be nice and even my family. But uh, yeah, I um. I had to let some things go because, uh, you know, they, they call her and she'll come and she don't care where you're not. We'll break, just get up all the time and just go. And I can't fix it. I, I don't have no control over it, you know, the way you guys feel, but I can pray for you. Because I have to pray for myself and I have, I'm brokenness. I can't, I'm trying to fix you pizza and then serve. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to serving confused with uh like you said i didn't even know this is coach depending on trying to fix everything and i can't fix that <laughs> and jesus trying to fix it right but i have to say no sometime right <laughs> but it breaks uh-huh. my heart when i have to say no yeah you you'll be all right honey keep living my process okay <laughs> You know I mean, it don't. It used to break my heart. I used to feel sorry for myself. I used to get 
be like, oh, I should probably. And so now, see, they're, they're, how, do you, how do you change those behaviors, right? And so let me, let me just paint a picture really quick for um, those of you that are still on the line. When, when you want to deal with codependency, the first thing you've got to do is acknowledge that you are codependent. They actually have codependent anonymous. It, there's one wow. near you. No, no exaggeration, I promise you. There are um, codependent support groups. How do you recognize if you're codependent that you struggle with saying no? Now, I have learned how to employ this. Nope, I'm not doing that. No, thank you. Right? And being okay with people being uncomfortable. Generally, what you're dealing with is rejection and abandonment issues when it comes to stuff like that. You get to the core of those things. That's how you get to the place of authenticity that empowers you to operate from liberty, not obligation. When you find yourself meeting everybody's needs, jumping through hula hoops all the time to make sure everybody is happy. Listen, it don't matter what you do. Everybody is not going to be happy all the time. There are people that call you that always want something. Let me teach you how to fix them. Put them suckers on silence. Listen, turn they hope they can't even, when they call, you don't even know. <laughs> okay. Unless you got an okay. iPhone and an iPad. Well, I wasn't just talking to you specifically, Lisa. I'm just okay. talking about general statement, right? When okay. when you get to when you get to a place where you start to recognize certain behaviors that you have, um, instead of so when somebody calls you and asks you to do something, say things like, I'm not really sure. Give me a moment and I'll get back to you. I promise you the Holy Spirit will start to alert you that you are doing it so that they'll say you're a good person. I'm telling you what I've done. This ain't, this ain't me just making stuff up. I don't need people to think I'm a good person. I know exactly who I am. I know exactly what I was created for. I don't need to prove it to anybody. And this is not one of them God knows my heart things. This is you get to a point where you kind of graduate to that place, right? And it's, it's a journey. Um, what did you say? Uh, okay. Um, there, there are times in, in some of my counseling operations where a person may, uh, may call me over and over and over again about the same thing, right? Um, every time my response is the same, it don't change. But they still hold on to um, that that thing that they struggle with, right? Well, that's fine. So then I start saying, this is another one of them ways you identify whether it's time to cut somebody off. And, and I don't mean cut them off like be mean, cut them off, but stop being so available, right? Stop always, when they call you and, and talk about all their problems, you learn how to do this. Mm. Okay. And then they'll ask you stuff like, you ain't going to say nothing? No, no, nothing other than what I've already said. What what I suggested the first seven times is still the same suggestion. Then you do things like ask questions. Do you want me to respond or am I just here to listen? Then you'll start to determine uh, that even their share is more of a dump 
then it is a conversation. You are not allowed to dump on me. Codependence will let you sit there and let somebody else vomit all over you, their horrible life. Nope. So this may not be everybody's practice, but I'll tell you right now, if you call me and all you do is complain, I will hang up on you. If every time I talk to you, you got the same exact qualm, I will hang up my whole phone and don't say sorry. If you spewing a whole bunch of negative, nasty, uh, nice, nasty stuff, no. Uh-uh. Not going for it. And today I identify that. And if you pay attention, especially when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you'll have this little feeling in the pit of your belly that tells you no. You ask the right questions, you will get the right answers. God, is this a relationship that will sustain me? Is this a relationship that will get me to the next place and the next plane in my life? Those are real questions, guys, like for real. And sometimes it, it may even, you know, don't let anybody make you feel bad about protecting your peace. Amen. Anybody else have questions, comments, commentary, anybody? Hey, this is me one more time. So I think that part of what happens in the body of Christ is that for some of us, we think that everybody that is saved means us well, uh, wants the best for us, has the best intentions. And that's not always true. Um, you know, people people want what they want, and they will do what is necessary to get what they want. That doesn't mean that they're bad people. For example, you got somebody that's over the usher board, and she needs ushers, and she sees you, or he sees you, and they really, you know, they know you're really, really busy in the church working in other ministries. Then they come to you, tell you how much they need it, and the Lord put the, you know, they may say things like, God put you on my heart, and you need to really do that, and put that um, religious pressure on you, right? It's because they're they're trying to fill a need, not looking at all the other things that you're doing. So we have to be careful that just because we're working in ministry with somebody doesn't mean that we have to align ourselves with every single person that comes to us with a request. Yes. And if you find yourself volunteering for everything, y'all listening, you call dependent. Cut that out. Not everything. If it don't align with your purpose, you doing it is um, works. Man, anybody else? Well, I, I think we've said enough for folks to have something cold to chew on <laughs> for for at least a couple hours. Um, and really start interrogating your life. Ask yourself questions that, that produce outcomes. It's really important. We're walking in the purpose, y'all, on purpose, intentionally. We we are going to experience um, some really, really powerful transitions, especially being alert. The Bible says men perish for lack of knowledge. Listen, what you don't know will absolutely hurt you in this season. It will and begin to ask the Lord to send you connections that are mutually beneficial, that add to um, His mission of establishing the kingdom in earth. It is important. It's important. 
It's important. Yeah. Anybody else before we go? Amen. All right, guys. Well, if there's nothing else, if nobody has any questions, comments, or commentary remaining, um, we'll meet back here at 5 p.m. As always, I pray you have a super productive day um, and that you keep yourself abreast and aware of, of what relationships your land can no longer sustain, you and them, you and that, you and it. You and whatever is keeping you from making active progress. Amen. All right, guys, I'll hear you guys at five. If not, I'll hear you Amen. in the morning. Amen. God bless. Amen. God Bye, guys. Everyone. Have a good day. I love you, our girlfriend. Bye, you guys. Bye, guys. See you at five. Okay.